Chapter Six of Our Parish from Sketches by Boz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Peter Yearsley. Sketches by Boz by Charles Dickens. Illustrations by George Cruikshank. Chapter Six of Our Parish. The Ladies' Societies. Our parish is very prolific in ladies' charitable institutions. In winter, when wet feet are common and colds not scarce, we have the Ladies' Soup Distribution Society, the Ladies' Coal Distribution Society, and the Ladies' Blanket Distribution Society. In summer, when stone fruits flourish and stomach aches prevail, we have the Ladies' Dispensary and the Ladies' Sick Visitation Committee and all the year round we have the Ladies' Child's Examination Society, the Ladies' Bible and Prayer Book Circulation Society, and the Ladies' Child Bed Linen Monthly Loan Society. The two latter are decidedly the most important. Whether they are productive of more benefit than the rest, it is not for us to say, but we can take upon ourselves to affirm with the utmost solemnity that they create a greater stir and more bustle than all the others put together. We should be disposed to affirm, on the first blush of the matter, that the Bible and Prayer Book Society is not so popular as the Child Bed Linen Society. The Bible and Prayer Book Society has, however, considerably increased in importance within the last year or two, having derived some adventitious aid from the factious opposition of the Child's Examination Society which factious opposition originated in manner following. When the young curate was popular, and all the unmarried ladies in the parish took a serious turn, the charity children all at once became objects of peculiar and especial interest. The three Miss Browns, enthusiastic admirers of the curate, taught and exercised and examined and re-examined the unfortunate children until the boys grew pale and the girls consumptive with study and fatigue. The three Miss Browns stood it out very well, because they relieved each other, but the children, having no relief at all, exhibited decided symptoms of weariness and care. The unthinking part of the parishioners laughed at all this, but the more reflective portion of the inhabitants abstained from expressing any opinion on the subject until that of the curate had been clearly ascertained. The opportunity was not long wanting. The curate preached a charity sermon on behalf of the charity school, and in the charity sermon aforesaid, expatiated in glowing terms on the praiseworthy and indefatigable exertions of certain estimable individuals. Sobs were heard to issue from the three Miss Brown's pew. The pew-opener of the division was seen to hurry down the centre aisle to the vestry door, and to return immediately bearing a glass of water in her hand. A low moaning ensued. Two more pew-openers rushed to the spot, and the three Miss Browns, each supported by a pew-opener, were led out of the church, and led in again after the lapse of five minutes, with white pocket-handkerchiefs to their eyes, as if they had been attending a funeral in the churchyard adjoining. If any doubt had for a moment existed as to whom the allusion was intended to apply, it was at once removed. 
the wish to enlighten the charity children became universal and the three miss browns were unanimously besought to divide the school into classes and to assign each class to the superintendents of two young ladies a little learning is a dangerous thing but a little patronage is more so the three miss browns appointed all the old maids and carefully excluded the young ones maiden aunts triumphed mammas were reduced to the lowest depths of despair and there is no telling in what act of violence the general indignation against the three miss browns might have vented itself had not a perfectly providential occurrence changed the tide of public feeling mrs johnson parker the mother of seven extremely fine girls all unmarried hastily reported to several other mammas of several other unmarried families that five old men six old women and children innumerable in the free seats near her pew were in the habit of coming to church every sunday without either bible or prayer-book was this to be born in a civilized country could such things be tolerated in a christian land never a ladies bible and prayer-book distribution society was instantly formed president mrs johnson parker treasurers auditor and secretary the mrs johnson parker subscriptions were entered into books were bought all the free seat people provided therewith and when the first lesson was given out on the first sunday succeeding these events there was such a dropping of books and rustling of leaves that it was morally impossible to hear one word of the service for five minutes afterwards the three miss browns and their party saw the approaching danger and endeavoured to avert it by ridicule and sarcasm neither the old men nor the old women could read their books now they had got them said the three miss browns never mind they could learn replied mrs johnson parker the children couldn't read either suggested the three miss browns no matter they could be taught retorted mrs johnson parker a balance of parties took place the miss browns publicly examined popular feeling inclined to the child's examination society the miss johnson parkers publicly distributed a reaction took place in favour of the prayer-book distribution a feather would have turned the scale and a feather did turn it a missionary returned from the west indies he was to be presented to the dissenters missionary society on his marriage with a wealthy widow overtures were made to the dissenters by the johnson parkers their object was the same and why not have a joint meeting of the two societies the proposition was accepted the meeting was duly heralded by public announcement and the room was crowded to suffocation the missionary appeared on the platform he was hailed with enthusiasm he repeated a dialogue he had heard between two negroes behind a hedge on the subject of distribution societies the approbation was tumultuous he gave an imitation of the two negroes in broken english the roof was rent with applause from that period we date with one trifling exception a daily increase in the popularity of the distribution society and an increase of popularity which the feeble and impotent opposition of the examination party has only tended to augment 
Now, the great points about the Childbed Linen Monthly Loan Society are that it is less dependent on the fluctuations of public opinion than either the distribution or the child's examination, and that, come what may, there is never any lack of objects on which to exercise its benevolence. Our parish is a very populous one, and, if anything, contributes, we should be disposed to say, rather more than its due share to the aggregate amount of births in the metropolis and its environs. The consequence is that the monthly loan society flourishes, and invests its members with a most enviable amount of bustling patronage. The society, whose only notion of dividing time would appear to be its allotment into months, holds monthly tea-drinkings, at which the monthly report is received, a secretary elected for the month ensuing, and such of the monthly boxes as may not happen to be out on loan for the month, carefully examined. We were never present at one of these meetings, from all of which it is scarcely necessary to say gentlemen are carefully excluded. But Mr. Bung has been called before the board once or twice, and we have his authority for stating that its proceedings are conducted with great order and regularity not more than four members being allowed to speak at one time, on any pretense whatever. The regular committee is composed exclusively of married ladies, but a vast number of young unmarried ladies, of from eighteen to twenty-five years of age respectively, are admitted as honorary members, partly because they are very useful in replenishing the boxes and visiting the confined, partly because it is highly desirable that they should be initiated, at an early period, into the more serious and matronly duties of after-life, and partly because prudent mammas have not unfrequently been known to turn this circumstance to wonderfully good account in matrimonial speculations. In addition to the loan of the monthly boxes, which are always painted blue with the name of the society in large white letters on the lid, the society dispense occasional grants of beef tea, and a composition of warm beer, spice, eggs, and sugar, commonly known by the name of candle, to its patients. And here again the services of the honorary members are called into requisition, and most cheerfully conceded. Deputations of twos or threes are sent out to visit the patients, and on these occasions there is such a tasting of candle and beef tea, such a stirring about of little messes in tiny saucepans on the hob, such a dressing and undressing of infants, such a tying and folding and pinning, such a nursing and warming of little legs and feet before the fire, such a delightful confusion of talking and cooking, bustle, importance and officiousness, as never can be enjoyed in its full extent but on similar occasions. In rivalry of these two institutions, and as a last expiring effort to acquire parochial popularity, the child's examination people determined the other day on having a grand public examination of the pupils, and the large schoolroom of the National Seminary was, by and with the consent of the parish authorities, devoted to the purpose. Invitation circulars were forwarded to all the principal parishioners, including, of course, the heads of the other two societies, for whose especial behoof and edification the display was intended, and a large audience was confidently anticipated on the occasion. The floor was carefully scrubbed the day before, under the immediate superintendence of the three Miss Browns, 
forms were placed across the room for the accommodation of the visitors specimens in writing were carefully selected and as carefully patched and touched up until they astonished the children who had written them rather more than the company who read them sums in compound edition were rehearsed and re-rehearsed until all the children had the totals by heart and the preparations altogether were on the most laborious and most comprehensive scale the morning arrived the children were yellow-soaped and flannelled and toweled till their faces shone again every pupil's hair was carefully combed into his or her eyes as the case might be the girls were adorned with snow-white tippets and caps bound round the head by a single purple ribbon the necks of the elder boys were fixed into collars of startling dimensions the doors were thrown open and the misses brown and co were discovered in plain white muslin dresses and caps of the same the child's examination uniform the room filled the greetings of the company were loud and cordial the distributionists trembled for their popularity was at stake the eldest boy fell forward and delivered a propitiatory address from behind his collar it was from the pen of mr henry brown the applause was universal and the johnson parkers were aghast the examination proceeded with success and terminated in triumph the child's examination society gained a momentary victory and the johnson parkers retreated in despair a secret council of the distributionists was held that night with mrs johnson parker in the chair to consider of the best means of recovering the ground they had lost in the favour of the parish what could be done another meeting alas who was to attend it the missionary would not do twice and the slaves were emancipated a bold step must be taken the parish must be astonished in some way or other but no one was able to suggest what the step should be at length a very old lady was heard to mumble in indistinct tones exeter hall a sudden light broke in upon the meeting it was unanimously resolved that a deputation of old ladies should wait upon a celebrated orator imploring his assistance and the favour of a speech and the deputation should also wait on two or three other imbecile old women not resident in the parish and entreat their attendance the application was successful the meeting was held the orator an irishman came he talked of green isles other shores vast atlantic bosom of the deep christian charity blood and extermination mercy in hearts arms in hands altars and homes household gods he wiped his eyes he blew his nose and he quoted latin the effect was tremendous the latin was a decided hit nobody knew exactly what it was about but everybody knew it must be affecting because even the orator was overcome the popularity of the distribution society among the ladies of our parish is unprecedented and the child's examination is going fast to decay. End of chapter 6 of Our Parish From Sketches by Boz